0: Hello and welcome to the Hoop and Holler podcast. I'm your host, Eddie Sun, joined by Reagan Griffin Jr. and Julio Martinez. Be sure to check out um, all of our podcasts on Apple and Spotify, including On the Clock and Triple Coverage, as well as our written content on Medium and our video content on YouTube. Uh, for this episode, we'll talk a lot of things across the league, including Bradley Beal scoring 50 in losses, um, a report saying that Golden State might Pray for Giannis because they've been reporting this for like five years now uh Memphis losing streak and Pelicans on the rise but we gotta start with the most prevalent topic that just popped up today morning when James Harden went on the jump uh and in an interview with Rachel Nichols he said I'd love to be what did he say I wish I could run and was just seven feet and could run and just dunk. Like, that takes no skill at all. And he was referring to Giannis. And clearly there's something brewing here because Giannis and him don't get along. And, you know, everyone remembers Giannis throwing the ball at his face. But before the All-Star game, he said, I'm not drafting Harden because he doesn't pass. And after the game, he said, we were targeting Harden on defense. Like, there's clearly something there. I don't think either one of them really understands the other's game.
1: Like, for... for, and Harden's not, like, the passer that... Trey Young is or that uh, Chris Paul is and that they're setting up their teammates he's more of a passer and that he's going to try to get what he wants and then if it's not there he kicks out but he does pass the ball like they, we, we've seen Harden you know average darn near 10 assists in a couple of seasons and to say that Giannis is just a seven foot guy who runs around and dunks the ball isn't really you know a, it doesn't appreciate how he gets to his spots and the strength that it takes to do that. And, you know, B, it doesn't appreciate how much work Giannis has put in to get to the point because he wasn't always doing this. He had to do a lot of work to get to this point to be the superstar that he is today. Either one of them really understands or really appreciates who the other guy is as a basketball player. But I'm on team, Giannis. I'm always Whoa. gonna be on Team Giannis. I'm Whoa. on Team
2: Giannis. Harden is right though, he,
1: and and okay, I, I, I'm
2: not real. I'm not to I'm not saying he's not being disrespectful, petty. Um, I mean that's Harden. Uh, yeah, but I I, I just want to clear the air. Like, yeah, it might have been disrespectful, might have been petty. James Harden came in second in the MVP race last year, and Giannis obviously won. And as uh, as a player who who isn't uberly athletic long you know jump out of the gym type player in Harden, when he sees someone like that win mvp it's like a slight to me or to him because it's like well where where's his ball handling ability where's his shooting ability where's his you know his footwork well, it, I, and
1: I can say that and then i can respond to that and say Harden, where's your defense because I see you stick zero. But
2: again, that goes to athletic. Part of that is I mean, athletic ability. Defense is ability. like at
1: least fifty percent effort. He doesn't it, even provide no, effort on that end. Of that's the ball.
2: fine. But I mean, when we're talking about basketball, we're mostly talking about the offense.
1: I side. mean, if we say that, but in defense plays a pretty but, substantial role in the game. But he, I'm
2: I'm just here to say he's not wrong. He has much less skill than Harden, and that cannot be denied. That cannot be denied.
1: Skill in terms of. Okay, footwork put- ability,
2: passing ability, uh, ability to read uh coming off a pick and roll, ability to uh, pass your teammates open, you know, um just shooting abilities, uh shooting off the dribble, catch and shoot. That that that's I, all the stuff I'm, I'm talking hearing, about.
1: I'm hearing Harden having resentment for not being blessed with the athletic ability that Giannis Yeah. Has. I'm like, if, yeah. if you, you, well, at this at this level of basketball to have those sort of resentments seems a little bit, you know, it just seems dumb to well, me. Well, no, no, it, it's not dumb because he's not the one. Who started the beef? Is he not? Giannis, I mean, Giannis said. Giannis I'm not
0: has gotten been... because he can't pass because you know he's not a good defender. And, and James Harden in that interview also said, "I didn't take it as a joke." Like, yeah, when when Giannis said he wasn't a good defender yeah so or pass.
1: I mean, is he a good defender?
0: Giannis? Okay, but is I mean, Giannis is is, is a skill? No, okay, but I mean, let's set the record straight. James, James Harden has actually been like solid defensively this year because they is throw he him, a good defender. I think so as a post defender because that's how they're using him. He's not a good defender, y'all.
1: Like, like let's, let's is Giannis skillful? He, he's no, like, he's, he's not that he's
2: not as skillful. as
1: No, Yana, James Harden
0: as, has been an average defender this year because they put him in the, the post. for the entire,
1: for the entirety, when we look at the the entirety of James Harden's career, has he been a good defender? No. No. So why 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 could okay, we like, but, to, oh, to say that like, he's yeah, not a okay. good defender isn't that far But far-fetched. the
2: but the question is like like is he wrong or right? He's right to say James that James Harden is right for what.
1: Not for that he's not mad. that skilled. I mean, he's not that he's not as skilled as James Harden is. But you know, I bet you if he was six five, then he would have figured out a way to be uh, that skilled. What you see, do-
2: if it, that that's a perfect point too. If I'm- he
1: was six five,
2: he would not be MVP.
1: No, because he, what I'm saying is, Giannis has taken the tools that he has and he's using them in a way that's best utilized on a basketball court. That, that, he doesn't no, that's have fine. to be the guy who's, you know, putting the ball down 17 times and dribbling out the shot clock he's like not, James Harden is, because that's what he's not built for.
2: And he's not disputing that. He just says that gives you an additive advantage, a superior advantage. Sure. And it, deterior- like it limits, like, you don't need as much skill as Harden does.
1: Sure. I mean, I, I suppose, but by, by the same metric, like, you know, Harden or Giannis, or Harden doesn't have to have the post ability that, you know, Giannis has. Harden doesn't have to be the versatile defender that Giannis has to be. They're, they're built for two separate things and to try to diminish ah. one or the other. That's why I think they're both wrong here because they're both acting like they play the same position or they do the same things. They don't have an appreciation for what the other guy does on the court. With they're both in the wrong. I'm still uh, on team Giannis because like that's my guy. But like they're both really
0: wrong here. I'm with I'm with you here, Julio. But first, I want to say that this is really good for the NBA because personally, I'm kind of oh, tired of people being this. buddy buddy. We need this. I mean, Giannis and, 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 and with that, and and when everyone is you know on this banana boat vibe, you know like people stop caring about the regular season. I'm with right. The- Giannis actually cares like he takes this stuff personally and they play against each other on March 25th and you know that Giannis is going to be playing hard and I mean even James Harden like he he goes ham in the regular season that's that's the knock against him that he doesn't you know carry it through the playoffs but I I think this is knock on both of them well I mean this is um it's it's good for the NBA to have storylines and to have some drama and you know and to have feuds and the the perhaps the two if not the best players in the league But the two top MVP candidates You know year in and year out now mm-hmm. Actually have like a dislike for each other I think it's great But James Harden is absolutely right He is perhaps and the And that comes most from skilled? a big Giannis fan And Milwaukee mm-hmm. fan mm-hmm. I mean like I, I love Milwaukee and Giannis too
1: not, I mean let, let's be real You're as big of a Harden fan as you are a Giannis fan Probably bigger how many nights have I had to sit here and talk to or listen to you talk about how
0: great I mean, he is I, at manipulating? I like defenders? both players. Uh, again, I've I've liked Giannis ever since Jason Kidd turned him into point, you know, Giannis, yeah, so that point I mean, Giannis. That was that was but, the year too. But James Harden is maybe the most skilled player in the NBA for all the things that Hulu you were talking about. And and you didn't even mention like, you know, manipulating rhythm, timing, you know, reading defenses, making advanced reads, all those things. I've said like over and over again that Giannis is great. At being six eleven with a seven five wingspan and being able to jump that's out just, the gym and that's run diminishing fast,
1: diminishing what he does. It's not diminishing, but let's be honest. That's like saying no. It's just being Shaq honest, is, and that's we'll, like we'll,
0: we'll get was into Shaq great this. at being big,
2: but that—that's why no, I don't think Shaq is the greatest center of all well, time. I mean, no, even
0: Shaq is different. Where How's Shaq different? had immaculate footwork and he was insanely quick for his size. I mean, is Giannis not insanely quick for his size? He's not. He's insanely athletic. He's not quick for his size. He's not quick. Like if you see how he gets into his moves, his shots. He's not. He's not. Quick. He's not quick. And yeah. and he can move. dudes again, we'll, that have we'll, to guard him. Fat. Just like,
1: just like, because like he's seven Sha- five. That's because that's why that Shaq was primer. quicker than the dudes who had to guard him. He wasn't no, like quick pro- Shaq was legitimate. He wasn't quick, quick like a guard was. Well, he wasn't even quick like okay. a wing was. They were quick for their size, which allowed them to, you know, impose their will on defenders because they're, they they outmatch the defenders either but with their size well, well, or their well,
0: quickness. We'll get into this when we talk about you know the Bucks and the Raptors later when they played against each other. But we see this that the knock against Giannis is that he's still a very unpolished player. He is, and that you know it's evident because and he it's started, glaring. He, he started playing basketball when he was like what fourteen, right? It's something not it's not a natural instinctive sport to him and when the game slows down and they put the ball in his hands and tell him to do something it's hard for him to get something off because you know he's not naturally trained at basketball skills. He's a natural like, you're, like insane you're,
2: athlete. You're not going to see him come off a pick and roll and if they double him dribble around the 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 double team and then step back mid-range shot like that that that's that skill and, and uh, the ability having the ability to counter every move and every thing that they throw at you that, that's kyrie that's hard and he just doesn't have to that me,
1: that's honest to me that's honest this has the energy of the guy who would look at somebody who might be taller or faster or stronger than him and says man if i had your blank i would be blank this has that same sort I of energy. It's like, it I mean, but that's, that's why, that's why what, some what, people call, like, what's that's the why point of NBA, talking about that? that's why
2: NBA play, like Kobe said before, like if Allen Iverson was my height or, or you know, yeah, no he'd be in, the greatest of all there's time. There's no
1: talking about those things because people take the tools that they have at their disposal and then use them in the best way possible. Well, I if Allen Iverson was seven
0: feet tall, let's not act like Allen Iverson would be handling the ball like he did. Well, the the, the point is that it's because Giannis has been calling him out a lot lately. Yeah, and Giannis and, and, started. And the, and the second part of the James Harden quote is, "I got to learn how to actually play basketball and have skill." And he's right. He's right. Right. Giannis is born with this insane athleticism. I mean, and he worked. In, you, I you mean, know, into Giannis physical shape. Giannis is
1: aware that he's not like the. Greatest, you know, he he doesn't have the highest basketball. But it's like
0: I think we can we can honestly say that a lot of what Giannis has is like naturally blessed. Yes, you know, like James Harden does have to acquire a lot of these skills through like work. And and Mm -hmm. here's the thing:
1: here and are we gonna act like Giannis doesn't didn't have to acquire? Are we going to act like Giannis was as strong as he was when he got to the NBA? I mean, the strength
0: is built up. The, you know, like some of like the stuff like his euro step, you know, I being able to handle the ball is learned. But like being 6'11 with the seven whatever wingspan. That's literally the only thing that Giannis had at his disposal coming to the NBA. And that's a huge... That, like, that's a He didn't a huge have a handle. He have. didn't have, you know, he still doesn't the, he have, didn't have NBA handle. coaching. He still he didn't, didn't have a strong. I'm, I'm handle. just saying,
1: he didn't have all of these other things because those things weren't taught to him. The only thing that he had was 6'11 and the wingspan, which is a great thing to have. But at the end of the day, everything else that he has at his disposal, the guy that everything that he has that makes him the MVP that he is today, he had to work for that. And to diminish that just because of, we, he had physically, I think is disrespectful. And I think, I, 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 again, I think... I don't think so at all.
0: I mean, like, what's the first thing we say when we evaluate players or prospects? Height, wingspan, right? Because those two things are, like, Potential. fundamental in, like, kind of um, projecting what kind of player you're going to be. Like, if you're 6'1 with six 6'4 wingspan, you can't play it, you know, inside, right? It's, like, it's almost impossible. Like, the we, we value height and wingspan a lot because... <sighs> because ultimately how long your arms are and you know how tall you are and also like how 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 high you can jump and how fast you can run these basic kind of physical measurements and athletic tools make the difference people
1: get way too caught up in this and, and people love looking at physical tools and saying man they're good because this that and the other and they love ignoring all the work that it took to put it, to make that and mold it into what it is anyone you know how many six five people are walking around we're not. How many we're, six, no, no. But we're not. We're NBA. not.
2: We're not discrediting uh, Giannis taking yeah. advantage that's of what those it, things. That's what it
1: feels like James Harden's doing, though. I don't think so. He's just
2: acknowledging something it, that. No, he, I mean, obviously he's he obviously doing it skill. as a slight
1: towards Giannis. But it who started
2: it? Like that's the that thing. That
1: has the, I, and again. I think both players are in the wrong here. But to say that Giannis is only what he is because of his height and you know the, just the natural things that he had given to him, I think is disrespectful. But take because away those things, he's not an MVP take a, I mean shoot we could if, if cows and hogs were made of chocolate we'd all oh be vegetarian God. I'm, I'm Damn, so I, we can play t- the if t- what if game t- all day long <laughs> we can do that but all we can do is make the best with the physical things that we have it, we, we, we could say, man, Stephen A. Smith could sit up here and say, if I was born into white privilege, I could have been this, that, and the other. Like, There's it, it no point in looking at what you could have or what other people do have. You can only use what you have at your disposal and use it in the best way possible. And to look at other people and say, well, you're only this because of this, it's unfair to them. It's unfair to you. You're, you're only selling yourself short.
0: I mean, James Harden is is very good, and but I've I've. Sat I mean, James Harden is like
1: great, and I know how great James Harden is. But it has the uh, my whole life, people have been telling me, man, you're six one, you're this, that, and the other. You should be this, and I'm like, great. Or if I had your height, I'd be doing this. I'm like, man, if I had your quickness, if I had your this, that, and the other, we could we could trade off things all day long. If mm-hmm. I was this, t- if I was shorter, I would be quicker. If I'm taller, but I'll it's be like, a little slower. But it's
0: like some things are naturally acquired, Yeah, you know, and like just through like uh, genetic uh, lottery, you know, like you win the genetic lottery. Some things like James Harden, like James Harden is not the quickest, not, not the highest jumper, I mean, jumper, Eddie, not what have you fastest. been
1: talking to me? You kept me three o'clock up in three o'clock in the morning the other night talking about how James Harden's innate ability to manipulate defenders to draw fouls is something that he can't, that only few people have. Yeah, be- that, that's a natural ability. Giannis doesn't naturally have that ability
0: from growing up. I mean, it's different than just being tall and having long arms. How is that different?
1: You were the one telling me that it was literally
0: the same thing. I mean, it, it again, it, it it um it manifests itself in different ways. So if
1: Giannis could sit up here, if Harold can say that, if I if I had your height, this that and the other, why can't Giannis sit up here and say, well, if I had your ability to manipulate defenders and do this that and the other, I would be this. Like we okay, we but do that which one, which one is
2: more long. okay? But which skill set or. Talent set, I guess, is more useful in crunch time situations.
1: In crunch time situations, a
2: James Harden prototype or a Giannis prototype?
0: They're really neither one are. Oh wow! They're really neither. I mean, based on what I've seen, no one ISOs or just runs simple. You telling me me,
1: based on the results? What we've seen. What we've seen. Based on what I've seen from James Harden and what we've seen from Giannis, what I've seen from Giannis, they both suck in crunch time.
2: But which one would you would you trust more? i I trust James I really James trust Harden. neither. Because James Harden can at least playmake. Giannis cannot playmake. He I mean, cannot he shoot off the dribble, the night. step back, fade away, mid-range jumper. He doesn't have that in his okay, bag. Okay,
1: but I'm just saying, based on what I've seen from James Harden, his skill set hasn't really equated to crunch time either. We, we talk about James Harden like he's one of the least clutch players in the NBA because he's proven to be that.
0: Anyway, we, so we should, I mean, in we terms should, of what we, what I prefer, I'm looking at it like, well, we're either neither one are producing results. We should move on, but I mean, we both agreed like last week that Giannis is the MVP, and I think we all think that Giannis is perhaps the best player in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. And so, that's so, a combination so, so of so what his physical tools are and the, the hard work the that it
1: took to get to where he's at right now, because he didn't walk into the league as an MVP. He had to develop a lot of different things and fine-tune a lot of different things to get where he's at. That's all I'm saying. And to diminish that, which is what it feels like James Harden is trying to do, to diminish that is disrespectful to the work that— We talk about Giannis like he's one of the—possibly the hardest worker in the NBA. And I think no one can dispute
0: that. I don't dispute it either, but— you know, I, I think Giannis is the better player. Makes but in your terms job of, easier. But in terms of just basketball skill, makes your they're job not in the easier. same league. Harden yeah. is, league. Harden is league's yeah. better. But continuing with Giannis, we should talk about the Bucks-Raptors game that happened um, this week. And it's the best matchup in the league that no one really cares about, but people should. But, you know, the, I think it's funny because the only highlight I saw after the game was, I think, um, OG and Unobi dunking on Giannis. Like, it, it's really silly to me that, like, Bleacher Report and ESPN and outlets don't cover— the bucks and the raptors also like seriously because like this was a genuinely genuinely good game against maybe the top two teams in the league right now i don't know if you guys caught the game but if you have any thoughts about it
1: it. it, to me it i mean you had two lengthy teams that are tough to score on um and that showed because the bucks only were what 38 percent from the field the raptors were 35 um but the Raptors played a good game in the third quarter, quarter. It seemed like ultimately did them. And I didn't get to catch it. But just going back and looking at the stats. It was, mm-hmm. you know, Middleton in the third quarter, he had nine points. And that really what seemed to be, that was what the separator was for the for the game. Because the other quarters just seemed to be pretty even. But um, I don't know. I think the Bucks are just far and away clearly the be- best team in the East. I don't think anyone's challenging for that at this point.
2: Mm-hmm. I just think, um, you know, going into the season, I, I obviously picked the Sixers. That pick is, with both injuries to their star players right now, is looking kind of bleak. But the Raptors are the, you know, the second, uh, I, I guess, most similar team to the Sixers in that, you know, Reagan mentioned the length and the ability to defend, you know, just long wing players. And that's why Giannis kind of struggled. He, he had 19 points. so
1: I, I mean, I, He also had eight assists, though.
2: Yeah, yeah, he did. But I, I'm just saying, and he had a ton of rebounds. But if you can neutralize Giannis's, you know, uh scoring ability and, and Chris Middleton's scoring ability, I think you can really, really neutralize them because their offense I mean, that's
1: easier said than done though. That's a lot easier uh,
2: said. Uh last year didn't show that.
1: I mean, yeah, but we look at last year, and that's I'm glad you brought that up, because last year what they did was completely collapse on Giannis and he didn't know what to do.
2: Yeah. Right? but and then this and, and, year they Chris played Chris Middleton had like one or two games. Uh, above 15 points mm-hmm. like
1: that and now you look at this year and they they play against the same team and you were telling me Eddie they threw a lot of different defenses at him and they try to confuse him like they did last year Yeah, he comes out the game with but eight assists.
2: but this is also without Kawhi we have to understand and, and no Marc Gasol so and yeah, no yeah.
1: I, I'm just saying no Marcus all too but I'm just saying like it seems like Giannis has developed somewhat of an ability to react to those situations and not be caught like a deer in the headlights he knows what to do with the ball in those situations somewhat better than he did last year and that's yeah. evident in the eight assists y'all still know
2: my pick though if they p- play Miami Miami's taking that
0: Miami's been like 12 and 15 that's fine so like they're still really taking that they're thing. still taking um, when I was watching the game I think the biggest takeaway for me is just how suffocating that Bucks interior defense is like if you're driving the paint on them you're, you're just not scoring it's impossible like between the Lopez brothers and then Giannis and then whoever else Middleton. collapses the paint it's just all arms man it's just all arms and verticality but the Bucks late game offense does still give me pause and I think this is where losing Malcolm Brogdon hurts them a lot because outside of Middleton you just don't have another ball handler that you trust in that situation I
1: mean where's Eric
0: Bledsoe because like he
1: can't shoot I don't I mean, that's yeah, the problem he can't yeah. shoot
0: so they so they collapse on him you know, yeah, so that, he,
1: had,
2: he had 17, like, he played well, but you can't trust him. You you cannot like trust they, him. Like, they they play George Hill and down the jo- Yeah,
0: he, they play George
2: Hill, and George Hill, you know, he's a solid PG. He can run the offense, but he's not going to, you know, playmake for
0: you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but again, this is, like, going back to the Giannis conversation. Like, he, he showed off some moves in crunch time. Like, sometimes they gave him the ball, you know, spread the floor, and then he'd settle into, like, a step back or, like, a post-fadeaway, like, he made he made some big buckets, but it's just, like, it still gives you pause. Like, if Giannis yeah. is taking, like, post-fadeaways and step-backs, you just, it's like you just can't trust it, and maybe he's at the point where he's good enough to hit them, but it just doesn't look right.
1: It doesn't right. feel right because of what we've seen from him historically, but we also know, like I said, one of the hardest working in this NBA. every offseason he comes back into the next season with something different in his bag. Mm-hmm. That could be what it is now because I know, you know, like I know, he understands what it was that lost him that series and it was him not being able to create for himself mm-hmm. when they collapse on him like that and him not being able to you know shoot essentially shoot the ball um so I it wouldn't surprise me that, that that if he that's something that's actually you know viable for them down the stretch in certain times I still don't trust it just because we haven't seen it from him in the past but it wouldn't surprise me if that's
0: something that he's able to go to mm-hmm. Let's talk about another Eastern Conference contender and a specific player that has been. Um, let's just—he's been getting a lot of praise lately as Jason Tatum for good reason because because he's been he's been absolutely on a tear. Um, in February, he's been averaging thirty point five points and seven point five rebounds on fifty-one percent from the field and fifty percent from three. Um, there's been a lot of praise for him and perhaps a lot of overreaction as well. I wonder. You know, in the greater in the grander scheme of things, how do you how good do you think Tatum really is? I
2: think he uh, so he. I mean, his scoring ability is just amazing, right? And off the dribble, um, you know, creating shots off the dribble, whether it's from three or mid range, is just you know it, it it's amazing to see. And you know, we were talking, we were having this Brandon Ingram discussion last week, uh, debating whether it's you know. Is it opportunity or is it really improvement on that case? I said it was more opportunity on this. I really, really see improvement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really see improvement in his uh, ability to catch and shoot. Um, And with defenders, you know, paying more attention to that, he can really, really take people off the dribble. And he's being aggressive, more aggressive at the rim. Um, and his fi-
0: finishing ability has 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 uh, improved in my eyes, at least. It's actually funny because, on that note, he's actually been in the thirtieth percentile at finishing at the rim for like all really? forwards Yeah. Well, maybe it's in this uh-huh. in this in the uh, stretch in this stretch. Mm-hmm. But that and, that's been the knock on him though. Like he hasn't been a great finisher. Of,
2: of course, like, but I friend. see him I see him being more aggressive with his attitude, in and, in. And, uh, And I think it's happening silently within that locker room Mm -hmm. where we don't go to Kemba anymore. It's not a debate like, who do we go No, we go to Jason Tatum. And I think that confidence does a lot for a player. Um, and it, it goes a long way And um, I, I really do think It's sustainable Maybe not at this grand rate But he will be their best player In mm-hmm. the long run of No course. doubt
1: And I, I think what's getting lost In this too Is like On top of all these uh, The offensive things He's able to do He's still like a really Good really, defender Really good defender mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I, it, I had a like Really funny Twitter debate With my friend Jack The other day Because he posted I think they were playing The Trailblazers And Tatum tried to drive Got blocked off kind of like lazily dribbled out to way past the perimeter, like let the ball bounce twice, and then just jacked up a three, yeah. you know, a contested three that went in. And I'm like, he reposted it talking about, man, Jason Tatum's different. And I'm like, that's not what makes him different, though. That's all I was trying to say is like that. It, wasn't just, that, it wasn't
0: just him. It was like Bleacher Report,
1: ESPN, yeah. like, all of these outlets. Yeah, I'm like, that's not what makes me. Jason Tatum good. That was a lucky shot. But, you know, he does have a lot of things. And I'm seeing the like you said, the maturation of his game and him developing you know, the manipulation of defenders, the manipulation of screens, getting you know, his defender on his back and able to go from there. Even a little, like a tiny, tiny bit of playmaking ability, but I still think that's the next evolution and in his game yes. is being able to do that better and at a higher rate. Because um, it's a lot of times where I feel like he gets tunnel vision. And he, oh, yeah, I was just about to say tunnel oh, yes. vision. As, as a um, scorer, sometimes you need that, but you have to know when to turn it off and on. Yeah,
2: and to that point, when he gets doubled, and he has been seeing a lot of double te- teams lately, he doesn't really know how to you know pass out of that effectively mm-hmm. and read defenses like that. And like Reagan said, that's his next step. But also another thing, this man is not this, this man is not six six. He's not six seven. He's not, he's like six nine, and he's long. He's like six eight, six nine, and he. Like he has an advantage when, when, you know, if like KCP tries to guard him uh-huh. or Danny Green tries to, his height advantage is just, and his length
0: mm-hmm. is just something else. Yeah. It's something else. Uh, we like, we know what Jason Tatum is good at and what he's gotten great at recently. He, he's an elite three level scorer, right? Like yes. like he can get separation and get to the shot at any spot on the floor. The question is whether he makes that shot, right? And then we also know that he's an elite perimeter defender as well. But just on offense, we know that he can get to spots, but if he can't make his shots, you know, then it's like it starts being a problem with the amount of usage that he has because he's a he's a way below average assist to usage guy. Mm. Like if the ball's in his hands and and he's like actually actively making a move, he's not passing. Mm. You know, like his assist percentage is really way too low. And then foul drawing, he he gets to the free throw like at an at a average rate, right? So it's like, and as a below average finisher, You know, if you're not getting to the line and your shot's off, then all of a sudden you become a volume scorer, right? And it's like within this hot streak, people were talking about like Jason Tatum just got to the league average true shooting percentage. So it's like even then, like his efficiency on the whole has been like average. I mean, you're—go ahead. We we
1: talk about—we were just talking about Giannis and how Giannis kind of lacks the basketball IQ— And he kinda has a couple of set moves that he goes to and when he starts into that move, there's no like and for Giannis since he's so big, you know, there's there's no really stopping him. Mm -hmm. I feel like Tatum kinda has the same thing where he has these set moves that he practices and he know he gets them down very well. But once he gets into those moves, that's what he's doing. There's no, you know, there's no adaptation, there's no thinking elsewhere, there's no reacting to the defense. There's okay. I know I'm going to dribble baseline pull up jumper right here. That's what I. That's what works here. There's no. There's nothing else. Like that. That's what he has to work on is actually, not just being a great drill player, yeah, but a great basketball exactly. player and I reacting think, and to what's going and on. And I. In the I
2: th- and I think to Eddie's point, he on this hot streak it's working. Mm-hmm. And when a player's on a hot streak, you know everything of seems course. to work. And when you're countering this with, two in and out between the legs crossover between the legs, you know going to the left. It when you're not on this hot streak. It's bad basketball. I yeah. think that's what that's the point Eddie's trying to get to. And again, to match that with Reagan's point, that's his next step, being able to, you know, facilitate to his teammates and Maybe taking less dribbles,
0: but that is part of his game mm-hmm. too, and he's very effective in the in the pick and roll. And and he has improved on the um, when he has the ball in his hands. When Regan was talking about, he has set moves. I think that's his that's been his biggest jump this year, being able to read and react to defenses with the live dribble. He's been a lot better coming off screens because of it. But um, I just wanted to compare him to you know Chris Middleton, like, Look, as I have to, because like if you think Lord. about it, they're really right. They're, there's like similar archetype players. And um, I've been seeing some like outlandish takes about Tatum is already you know a level above Middleton, two two tiers above Middleton. I mean, I think that's what Bill Simmons says on, uh, said on his podcast. I mean, he's obviously a Boston homer, but you know, for all the love and attention that Jason Tatum is getting, I think we need to understand that you know, like Chris Middleton in his own right. And, and I'm I'm not trying to just make this about Chris Middleton, but he's been better in every facet. You know, scoring at the rim, in the mid range, at the three, playmaking. I mean arguably defensively is that
1: I wouldn't say defensively it's it it, Tatum's like probably top mm, top five non-center defenders Mm -hmm. that this game has to offer
0: I'd say Middleton is a beneficiary of a great interior defense as well right but I guess my point is like let's not get ahead of ourselves like Tatum is great you know he's been insanely good in this hot stretch but Middleton's been doing this all year. Yeah, and I, I, I do think Middleton's the, the better
1: player, um, at least in the context of this year, and really for the. There, I, I think Tatum projects to be better than Middleton over Hell time. Yeah. Like that—that's really not even a question. But right now, I will still say Middleton is the better player. But you know, defensively, you brought that up. Tatum, I think that's what really gets lost in a lot of this because Tatum always people always love Tatum for what he can provide offensively, but defensively, that dude is locked down. That dude is locked down. And the fact, and I said Kobe Disciple, like, well, I don't know if y'all caught that, but mm-hmm. the fact that he does it at both ends, giving 110 to both ends, you don't see that too often from superstar players or a, a guy that projects to be a superstar player like Tatum is. You don't see guys like that going 110 at both ends. So really, if he just learns to pass that ball and create for it, the people around him a little bit better, mm-hmm. that's a, oh, that that's a top five NBA player. Ooh, top five goals. NBA player. Then that, that's it, it, pains I that. it. Pains me to say he's a Celtic. It pains me to say because he's a Celtic. But if he plays defense at the rate that he is right now, he's, if he's able to score not necessarily where he is right now, but somewhere with that. in uh-huh. that range. If he's, a, and he's able to play, make a little better than he is. If, if he's a top a
0: five player, that. you basically see him being what Paul George was last year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: That, I, actually, that's the best compare. Yeah. yeah that, I didn't even think of that. That's the best that, comparison. Like, yeah. Um, I, don't, that, that, I mean that that's bold but you know I could see it too uh, let, let's just talk about this quickly because um, I think well let, let me just say the topic so there's a report that the Warriors will try to package Wiggins and the picks that they got in that trade you know and offer it for Giannis which like I mean of course you know they'll see if Giannis is available but I don't know about you and I'm you know I'm pretty sure you're with me on this but like we're kind of tired of the Giannis leaving Milwaukee
1: no I, th- I, I rumors, put some thought so. to it I think it makes sense
0: I think it
2: makes sense if he asked for a trade.
1: Psych? No. I think it makes
2: sense if he asked for a trade. <laughs> why a would they.
1: Like, if he asked for a trade, obviously you got to trade him. But.
2: That's what I mean. If the, he asked for a trade. Wait, wait,
1: why would you get Wiggins? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, the Warriors. Can, there's they,
2: no other trade package to compare it to, though.
1: I mean, I can give you a can of worms, <laughs> and I hope you'd give it to me, give you honesty before you go Wiggins.
2: But Wiggins isn't the. It's just to match salaries. The two prominent, it's the two picks. That's the prominent like part I mean, of the deal. I mean, even then, the two. No, picks- it's not enough. I'm just saying you have no other. You have, you have no other. Uh, uh, you know, trade package to compare it to. Honestly, but if- but to say that the Warriors like this is out of their minds and they just didn't think of this. Of course, they were thinking about this when they traded for Andrew. I Williams. don't.
1: I mean, maybe they were thinking about it, but they were dumb to think so because there's no way in hell. That the Bucks would ever take that,
2: I don't care. What if he asked for? What if he asked for a trade request?
1: If he asked for a trade request, I promise, 100%. There's going to be something better out there than taking on Andrew Andrew Wiggins' deal And and, and, and whatever two picks the Warriors could garner. That I mean, I'm sorry, Warriors fans, you're stuck with Wiggins. That you traded for him, you traded D-Lo for Wiggins, and now you got Wiggins, and you got that contract. And hopefully, it, I mean, for your sake, I'm sure you hope it works out. But you're you got Wiggins. There's no ulterior motive. There's no hidden master plan. Well, you if, just got Wiggins.
2: If Wiggins is your fourth best player, then that's not terrible. He's and I'm I'm the biggest Wiggins critic, and I hated the Minnesota Timberwolves, and I don't like Carl Anthony Towns, and I don't like Wiggins. But if he's your fourth best player, that's
1: he's right. going to be a selfish Harrison Barnes. I
0: mean, he's been already pretty deferential in his time with the Warriors. Yeah, now. it's just I'm not going to work. It's just not going to work, man. I, I mean, I, just more than anything, I'm tired of the Giannis rumors. Yeah, like, just the the, the team is about to be one of the best teams of all time this season. Like, why are we spending record-wise. so much time talking about it? Yeah, uh, I mean, record-wise, net rating, just like blowing still, out teams. You
1: still got to wait for
0: the playoffs, too,
1: and see what they, they're able to garner there. Mm-hmm. But with that said, I mean, yeah, like, it then, then
0: then let's wait. Let, then let's wait till then.
1: Yeah, because it's like, why why do we want Giannis to go anywhere? It's like people don't want Giannis to stay. In well, Milwaukee.
0: I mean, it's not that we do. It's that I mean, ES- well not we, but ESPN. Like I does, mean, if you know, he went to the readings, Warriors, maybe.
2: I mean, I I wouldn't like to see it. I'm a Lakers fan. They're in our same division, but that'd
1: be a spectacle to watch. Well, I mean, I mean like, of course, Giannis is just not that type of dude. Like, first of all, I don't feel like he's the type that's of dude to true. demand a trade, no, especially true. when the Bucks are proven to be really good, mm-hmm. and I don't think he's the type of dude to, if he demands a trade, he'd want to go to a Lakers or a Warriors or anything like well, that. Well,
2: I I think he's not the type of dude to team up, but he's not also not the type of dude to keep losing.
1: No, he's yeah. not. I mean, they're not losing.
2: They're, no, no, they're, but, no, no. I'm saying in the playoffs, what if he doesn't make the finals this year when they're supposed to be the overwhelming you. i mean
1: i think it depends because last year we saw a bucks team not make the finals because Giannis wasn't capable of what they needed him to be so he kind of took that to heart and said okay i'm gonna get better at x y and z and come back next year if we start seeing it he's they're not making the finals because of the people around him maybe then it's a question but right now i i don't see any reason why Giannis would want to
0: leave my i don't audience. think he's going anywhere i just don't see it um, let's move on to Bradley Beal, who became the first player since Kobe Bryant to score 50 plus points on back-to-back nights. But the Wizards lost both of those games, yeah. and Beal was clearly mad about it. But um, so like, I don't know. How do you feel? You, about can't,
1: be <laughs> you, can't, you can't be mad.
0: You can't be
1: mad. Why can't you be mad, bro? It's his fault for
2: it's signing his the extension. Fault. He would have been the most sought out, sought after, most like. Just the biggest trade piece in the offseason, if he asked or demanded a trade. That was your decision. He said numerous times in interviews with Chris Haynes and uh, Rachel Nichols, you know, I want to be the one who starts something. If you think you're going to start something in Washington, you're fooling yourself. You're in a dream. It's not going to happen. No, John Wall is not going to be, he's not going to turn into Steph. He's not even going to be the same John Wall he was before. KD is from there. He's not going to go there. Uh, LeBron, he's not going to go. Giannis is not going to go there. You cannot. He's. I love Bradley Beal, and I wanted him. Uh, I really thought he was going to demand a trade last offseason, and I really wanted him to team up with LeBron. But you cannot be the best player on a championship team, and if you think you're going yeah. to attract free agents with that organization and, and you know, just – It's the Wizards Hmm. You're not gonna win a championship And Even if you're looking down the line It can happen Fine Fair Don't be upset this season Your roster is atrocious It's actually funny Because they're like
0: clawing for the eight seed right now And in in interviews
2: He's like He's like You know we, We just have to stop Like Bro, you're playing with bus. Like not like draft bus. I'm just talking about like just mediocre players. Mm-hmm. I mean, Don't imagine, be mad.
1: Imagine taking the court for tip off with Shabazz Napier, Ian Mahini, was it Mahini, Isaac Yanga yeah. yeah. and Rui Achimura. You want to I mean, win? Dema- you look around it's like, bro.
2: Go to a different team. You should have demanded X, Y, and Z. These are the teams I want to go to. I want to go to the Lakers. I want to go to Miami. Miami. That would have been Denver. another great one, you know, to team up with, with uh, Jimmy Butler. Um, but yeah, don't be mad. That it's on you. It's on you. Now
1: let me ask you this: Do you think there's a chance that he backtracks and says, "Okay, actually, I do want to demand a trade"?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Uh,
1: that's gonna happen. So in no, in it's ca- gonna happen. In the case it happens, who do you think has the best package to put together for him?
0: Denver. Mm. What does the package That's look like? Michael Porter. Number one, and then picks young players. I mean, they have, they have, they have
2: everything. And Denver would be the ideal place because I don't trust Jamal Murray. I don't either. But and Gary played. Harris is
0: not. He's not good anymore. He's not just. He's just not. You know, whatever. But like but, Denver has the assets and the young talent, and, and you know the the salary. The,
2: yeah, exactly. And with when your best player is Jokic, you need a playmaker, and I think I just think that 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 would be an ideal fit. I also think Miami, to be honest, is. is 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 a good fit? Does um, Miami have
1: assets to give I just, up? Yeah, now? I don't know. They don't have any. That, picks that, that that's
2: left. the thing. But um, yeah, Denver and Miami. How
1: that, about how about a little? Uh, let's take a stroll on down to good old Memphis. Ain't nobody. No. What? What's wrong? He's Why? Not gonna go to Memphis. They
2: have the best package If I want to wanna win, I'm gonna leave my team to win. I'm not gonna go to another losing here's, organization.
0: Here's the thing. If he <laughs> I demands, i gonna pull an Andre Iguodala. <laughs> <Yeah>. If, he, <laughs> if, he, if yeah. he
1: demands a trade. He's ultimately up at the whim of who they trade him to, regardless of who he requests. Is and if he Memphis, though? Yes. Are you sure he's no. not? Are you no, sure he's, he's not, not going to be like? No, he's I'm not. Just, I'm just yeah, these are my play. destinations, and I'm not going to play for you if you don't. I mean, then they lose a lot of leverage, and Memphis isn't going to cough up the bag for him. But you know, just hear, just hear me out. Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark, oh Tyus Jones, God, here first round go, pick man. and two second round picks. Why would the, why would the Wizards say no to that? Because it's Dylan
0: Brooks. That's Dylan the best. Brooks pl- is
1: on 30, three years, thirty-five million dollars. I mean, Dylan Brooks at, is a good player
0: at best on like a, a very good contending team. It
1: just gives them a young because that that team is a team without any direction right now. You just accumulate young assets if you're the Wizards and you have to trade Beal.
0: How, you, how, you, you accumulate like potential role players. How much? Yeah, you, how, Dylan Brooks. How much is Andy Beal, Beal making? Beal like. 27, 28. Well, with with the new contract, he's up to like 30 something. Mm. I think next year. Yeah, like a max, like 30. Uh, shoot. I mean, fit wise, basketball
2: wise, Mm -hmm. I think. And you might call me biased here, but the Lakers, they need. We've always talked about the playmaker.
0: Anthony Davis for Bradley Beal.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. no. But I'm just talking about basketball wise. I'm not talking about salary wise. I'm just
1: give up Danny Green.
2: Danny, Danny Green, no, no, but Danny, you, you put Danny Green, KCP,
0: <laughs> Alex Caruso, and in a, and a 2074 first
2: round oh pick. No, but I'm just talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about. Ba- the basketball I, fit. I'd if, love you to see if you don't, if you don't think that's
1: just not gonna happen. No, right. no.
2: I'm just talking about the basketball fit. Eddie asked me, "Who no, would you right. love to see them?" you right. You don't. Gonna, you gonna don't gonna think. Gonna. You don't think that fit would be amazing?
1: It'd be amazing. But I, right. I can't get over the fact that it was Danny Green, Casey, and Caruso <laughs> for Bradley Beal, bro. That I would do oh. that
2: in a heartbeat. Of
1: course, well, you, of would. course <laughs> you would.
0: Of course you would. I Who mean, says no, bro? I mean, they on. might be, be they might be better than Brooks Clark and Tyus. Oh, Caruso, no. is, oh, better do Caruso is better than Brooks. Don't do that. Eh,
2: Caruso is better than
0: Brooks. I don't
1: both, know about both all that. Both
0: of your offers are are mid, but oh, I mean, that's funny. Let, let's just I mean let, <laughs> let, let let's go back to you know. Wait,
1: what if we throw in Taylor Horton Tucker? <laughs> Who says no, bro? Just throw
0: let, Okay, let's go back to the here and now, <laughs> and it's that. I don't think people should be blaming Beal that he signed the extension, like, you know, get your money, then demand the trade, which I'm pretty sure that he's doing. But he should be mad that he's the reason that they're losing. He's like the worst top bottom five defensive player in the league right now, like like by metrics, by the defensive rating when he's on the court. Like, I think the Wizards, when he's on the court, are the worst team defensively. So it's like, you can score 50, you can score 55, 53 all you want, but you're giving up more points than you can score on the other end. He's not giving up 53 points. I mean, he's, but I mean, his effort's not there. And yeah. it's like, if you see, if you watch some of the Wizards game, he, he just floats throughout the game on that end. It's like, I get it. You know, this is the last season. You're trying to be your best without John Wall. You know, have that insanely high usage. Like, sure, you know, like, go go ham on offense. And he's been great. Like, Bradley is one of the, the most explosive offensive players we have in the game right now but you can't be mad and you know be all like sulk on the bench you know at the end of those games and have the camera on you like that but and and not even have your effort commensurate on the defensive end like you have no one else to blame but yourself you know like you're not really setting up a winning attitude a winning culture you're just you know setting setting up for yourself to be successful to score. That's it. So I don't know. If if Bradley Beals that mad about them losing when he's scoring so much, you know, put, put more of that energy toward the defensive end. And he did, you know, in one of the games where he only scored thirty, and I think they won against the Bulls or something like that.
1: No, they lost against the Bulls. Or who, like they, they won against some team and <laughs> imagine dropping fifty against the Bulls and losing. That's crazy. That, that's crazy. He has no nowhere else to look but his defense. Let's move I mean, on to the. You, you can we can move on, but yeah. it has it's an indictment of the players around him too. It's not just his
0: defense, and it's like Washington's only a few games back of that eight seed in the East, so like they have incentive to win. But um, let's move on to the Western Conference and specifically the teams that are fighting for the eight seed, because it seemed like Memphis just a few weeks ago had locked in that eight seed. They were like five six games up on the spot, but then you know they lose five in a row. They lose Jaron Jackson and Brandon Clark to injury, and all of that a sudden they're only two and a half games up on the eight seed over Portland, I believe. So um, I'm just curious, who do you think will end up getting that final spot? It's going to be the Pelicans, man.
1: It, I, I, I'm not, excuse me. I'm not sure if it's disputing if anyone can really dispute that at this point. The way they're rolling, the way Zion's rolling, my god, like that they are. It's, it's really ridiculous, and especially with, with like you said, Jaron and Brandon Clark out, and Memphis has, what, the, the toughest schedule? schedule? Yeah, yeah. It's, Finishing it's, schedule. It doesn't look good for them, and I really would hate, this is kind of a side note, but I'd hate to see, even if uh, the Pelicans end up with that eight seed, if they strip away <clears> uh, what should be Jaws Rookie of the Year and give it to Zion, I would really hate to see that, but, you know, a Pelicans-Lakers series... That's what we need. That would. That's what the NBA NBA might put that on paper. That would be great.
2: That's what the that's what the NBA needs, and uh, you know you could. Unfortunately, Damian Lillard is not, you know, healthy Mm -hmm. right now. So depending on like when he comes back, Um, but yeah, like like Reagan said, the Pelicans got it rolling, and they uh, the Grizzlies are dealing with injuries, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm. I have to go Pelicans. with the Pelicans.
0: I think that the Pelicans are the the easy pick right now, and like I'm really tempted to take them, but their youth and inexperience and a lot of their defense or lack thereof gives me pause. Like they it's just, weird to me they how they're not better on defense. It's just they're they're just not executing. They're just not um. You know, it's like, it's like they're just not on the same page. Like in transition, no, like no one picks up, you know, like they're always lost. And especially for how fast they play, like they play that back and forth game, which is good for their offense. But once they go back on transition defense, it, it's terrible. I think they're the worst team in transition defense right now. But um, I actually have um, the Kings. Call me crazy. You're crazy. Uh, but I like, will call you crazy. You in crazy. the In the last couple weeks, they've been extremely solid. You're crazy. Like they've been really solid, and the thing is, like I just don't see a path. Of course, the Pelicans, but Portland with Damian Lillard hurt, tough schedule, just you know, no, no, um, no players around Lillard basically. Um, you know, the Spurs just yeah no, they're just not the doing Spurs. anything. You know, but like the Kings, were... They they won they they uh I think they won three in a row and then yesterday lost to OKC, one of the better teams in the league right now by four points. You know, even with um Bagley out, they've been playing really solid with Giles in that starting lineup. Bogdan has found his role, buddy has found his role coming off the bench. He
1: don't like it though. He don't like it. He, he doesn't like playing at he,
0: all. Yeah, he, he's hes gonna ask I, for a trade this
1: off season. I think so. Watch. Man, I, I hate that, man. I like I, I understand you want to get your money and you want to get a situation that's right for you. But to me, just the concept of, oh, give me this money. And then next, turning around saying, actually, now that you give me the money, trade me like that's just that's off putting to me. And I know that's not what we're really talking about here. But like mm-hmm. we saw it with Paul George. Uh, I'm going to get my money. I'm going to stay. And now I want to trade. Like that, that, And we might see it with Beal I just don't like that I don't like that concept at all Because Mm -hmm. it seems like When you
0: demand money from a team
1: The expectation is that You should stay with that team Because you demanded the money from
0: them But regardless The Kings have been playing really well And um, I think just because of the Kings No one really talks about them But you know They're only what I think three and a half games back Of the eighth seed With a pretty easy schedule Down the stretch You know, I could see them with with all the turmoil and all the talk about how Luke Walton can't coach a team. Like, they've been slowly putting it together. Like, figuring out how to play a half-court offense.
1: But with that said, they always get messed up when they try to intercalate players into the lineup. And they're going to have Rashawn Holmes and Marvin Bagley coming back in, I think, a week or two. And mm-hmm. they. I'm not always, so sure about Bagley. They might just shut him down for the year. Yeah, they might. But like they, they always struggle when they try to put players back in there, and I think that might throw them for a loop a little bit. And mm-hmm. I just don't trust it. Like the Kings, they're so up and down throughout the course of a yeah. season that, that they might yeah. be on a up right now, but you know, I could next see it. And the thing is, like down. they actually have like talent. They just, you know, they, I mean that's they why they, they were so together. confusing. They they have players. They have people who can play basketball very mm-hmm. well, but you know, they just never seem to put it together at the right times. But. I, I don't know. I, I won't be the one to trust it just because the Kings time and again have let me down. So
0: I don't think mm-hmm. so. Let's go farther up the standings and talk about a team that's been sliding recently all the way to the sixth seed and, you know, in trouble of falling all the way to the seventh seed. And that's the Utah Jazz. Mm. And after uh, reeling off, was <clears> it like 18 wins in a row or whatever it was? You know, all of a sudden they've become wildly inconsistent. And um, so, like, what, what happened to Utah in your eyes? It's... I know they're they're talking about they were talking about
1: benching Conley now they're going to bench Ingles I think they should have just went ahead and benched Conley because that fit between him and Mitchell is just not working and Conley's taking the, the brunt of the load in terms of like inhibiting his ability um and I, I just think if you give him control of the of the bench and you say, Hey, just be a scorer, because that's basically what the back end of his career in Memphis was, was a bunch of trash players around him, him just having to do everything, you at least get some semblance of value from him there. But like, I just don't understand it really. Like it, it's like almost like he forgot how to play on a good team. And I love Mike Conley. Dude's a great player, great person, one of the better dudes in the league. Just it's not working, and I think they'll probably end up trading him next season. I don't see why they're mm, keep him. That's them. interesting.
0: That's just unfortunate for such, you know, a, a stand-up player like him yeah. that they haven't figured it out.
2: And, um, yeah, to that point, Donovan Mitchell needs the ball to be successful, right? And he needs to be the feature player with he, – he might not be the standard point guard, but he's also not the typical wing player. Yeah. And, and, and that's where I feel like the confusion is sometimes because mm-hmm. – all all throughout the playoffs last year, you know, he was he was a PG. And and, and now he's not. But is he really is he a shooting guard? Mm-hmm. Is he always efficient? No. And it's just yeah. I, I think I'm not I don't want to blame it on Donovan Mitchell. He's a cool player, but he's not I feel like the type of player that the Utah Jazz fan base builds him up to be. That, that's mm-hmm. just my perspective I don't
0: think he's good enough to be a number one I think it's what you're definitely getting. not because yeah. he he still does not know how to play make he doesn't know how to run a pick and roll like it it's It's kind of like Jamal Murray in Denver, except Denver actually has Jokic, you know, who can distribute the ball around. I think a little better than Jamal Murray. I I think think so, too. He's a more explosive athlete with a little bit more, like, finesse around the rim. He's consistent. At
1: least you know what you're getting scoring-wise from from a nightly basis from Donovan Mitchell. He might be inefficient at times, but he'll never just throw up a
0: dud. But that's the thing, though. Like, if he's inefficient, he becomes a volume shooter. And it's like you need—like, who is Joe Ingles is really their primary playmaker. It's like Joe Ingles, and then the rest of their like motion offense that they run.
1: I mean, that's that's why I say you know when you have a guy like Mitchell who needs the ball, and you have a guy like Conley who you know at this point I'm starting to realize I thought he maybe be be able to play off ball a little bit, but he kind of just needs the ball in his hands Mm -hmm. because that's how he played the majority of his career in Memphis. Um, Just bench Conley, just bench Conley, and let him be the the facilitator for that um, for that uh, bench that bench unit. But
2: it's just so you look at their team and they start off. Bad, which I kind of predicted mm-hmm. uh, And as their schedule eased up You know, they improved um, so, But, you know, they start off bad They get really, really good And then now they hit mm-hmm. this So, I don't get it though Because their team is just like Just at face value It's like Mike Conley Great, unselfish, good shooter, good playmaker mm-hmm. You know, Donovan Mitchell, he's a talent Rudy Gobert, he's a shot blocker mm-hmm. You know, you got Bogdanovich You have Joe Ingles, the, the shooter you need So mm-hmm. it's just like it should work. You
0: you yeah. you think it would work, but I, I don't know. Well, I, don't know. I think their main culprit is that in the last 15 games they've become the number 26 defense in the league. So all this so all this you know talk about like oh Rudy Gobert defensive player of the year he's so great, it's just that he's so one dimensional of a defender that teams are starting to figure out how to exactly. Expose him. And it's much better.
2: I will always say this: to have a wing rather than a big man. They're, they're and, not going the
1: to Hibbert my guy, are they? I'm not going to hibber my guy, go bear. Don't Hibbert that, man. And, and
2: same thing for defense, though. You'd rather have a wing defender in this NBA than a
0: big I shot mean, blocker. i push back that you'd rather have a good shot blocker that can also guard out to the perimeter. Well, no, like, that's who, different, like, who though. who can do that, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. That, mm-hmm. That's different, though. Anthony so, Davis can do that. And, and when you look at their team, who's the real, other than Bogdanovich, is the real, like, really, really, really good uh, wing defender? Joe yeah. Ingles is slow. Crickets. Yeah. I mean, Joe Inglis, Royce,
1: He played. What was it, Paul George? He pretty played. Well. Yeah, yeah. But
2: that's just more like like a Patrick Beverly frustration type. Thing. Yeah.
0: I mean, Royce O'Neal is like solid. But like you know, I get what you're saying. But in previous years, they had kind of like a a uh, a backup, and that was not. I mean, he was starter, but Derek, Derek Favors, because Derek Favors could protect the rim. You know, by some metrics, he was the best rim protector and he the could score, like in the league and main. he could stretch out to the perimeter yeah. better than Gobert did. And without Gobert this year, you have. Bogdanovich, who, like, I mean, you think he's a good defender, and he guarded LeBron really well that one series, but he's kind of slow-footed, right? And then outside of that, like, Mitchell... For all, you know, the the great things people said about his defense coming out of the draft, nah. he's been below average. Yeah. So, like, once you take Gobert out of the picture, they start to lose some weaponry there. And so them, like, slipping that far on defense from their the athleticism,
2: the league, they just don't have enough athleticism. Yeah,
0: to, to, to one of the bottom five defensive teams in the league is, is really the reason why they slip so far. And and it's hard to see them correcting it if, you know, in the playoffs because teams know how to, how to take Gobert out of the picture. Don't hibbert that man, bro
1: don't hibbert him (laughs) not go bear we're turning hibbert into a verb now he's gonna cry (laughs) Uh, let's let's
0: finish up with the most talked about uh storyline this week and that was zion going up against lebron for the first time uh before i speak my piece i just wonder how you guys thought of the game and and all the you know surrounding media you know headlines and whatnot
2: lebron made sure you brought it (laughs) that that's the
1: to what avail though julio it's the Pelicans. No, no, no I, I, know. Pelicans. I know. It's the Pelicans. Bring I, it against the Clippers. No, 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 no I,
2: I know. I was telling. I was telling my. I was telling my friends this. Um, the only time I see our Lakers bench really, really flexing and Anthony Davis and LeBron, you know, having fun and and flexing is when we beat up on. Bad, bad teams. teams. I mean, the Falcons aren't a and, bad team. And when did that happen? Most recently, last <laughs>
0: night against the Warriors. The G. We were tied. The, the, the we, Santa Cruz Warriors. We
2: were tied, not tied, but we were essentially tied at halftime against the worst team in the NBA. And somehow, I'm supposed to look at that as a positive. How the hell is that a positive? We might have won by what, forty? Whatever. I, I don't. 100%. I don't care. That those that number is inflated. It doesn't. Uh, with Anthony Davis on your team, you're supposed to win by more. And again, that's that's a problem I see with the Lakers. We just don't bring, we don't have that dog mentality when it comes to a real dog against the Clippers. But aside from that, LeBron made sure he brought it. He was driving a lot. He was being aggressive. He was dunking a lot. He dunked on Drew Holiday. Um, but I hope we see that attitude against I'm the sorry, Clippers man. and I'll don't shoot it, too much.
1: I'll call it like I see it. I'm starting to see a mentality from LeBron and I hate to say it because I love LeBron, one of my favorite players growing up, and he's on my current favorite team, My not my current favorite, my favorite team, the Lakers, mm-hmm. I'm starting to see a mentality where it's like the big dude can beat up on the little guy, but as soon as the other big dude comes marching in, he shrinks, and he ain't nowhere to be found. Because I, when it, when it's these little dudes, it's it's LeBron all day flexing and making all these great plays and dropping 40, but as soon as Kawhi comes in the building, when, where are you at, bro? When, when do we see him... Actually hit free throws in late-game situations against,
2: against terrible When it doesn't teams. matter. When, when it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. I, I, but when it's against the Clippers the or against the Celtics, this man always misses free throws. We are praising him. Oh, LeBron, you hit that game winner against the Celtics. Why were we in that position? <laughs> it's
0: because he missed a free throw.
2: <laughs> My man missed a f- mm. it, it really It really angers me because I, I just want to see that against the Clippers.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I wonder they, they play pretty soon, right? Uh, a, they played three straight games. Yeah, that's that's gonna be yeah, a tough one. Bad. Bad. He'll,
2: he'll play, he'll play the first and I like third how LeBron
1: game. was like not low. He had a groin injury, load management. Mm-hmm. He, but they didn't want to call it that because what he said earlier. I almost feel like he said that off cuff and then after the fact was like crap. I have to like and now you got to disguise it my way as around load, injury. load, but like they're gonna have to. Sit him The NBA really finds D'Lo For one of those games You see that? Oh what? yeah, I saw that for they sw- No, they find the Timberwolves, right? Yeah, 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 yeah They yeah. find the
2: Timberwolves for Giving D'Lo essentially a day oh. off Like, they, he didn't play
0: Oh They've been do doing oh, Kawhi the Minnesota- did that <laughs> Minnesota I mean, they, they, they need all the cash They can get up there Um, I think the main takeaway From this whole Zion versus LeBron thing Is that I'm tired of these narratives of lebron is pa- passing the torch on to zion or like lebron is going to pass the torch on to zion it's like lebron was the most hyped up kind of um player coming out of high school until i guess zion now so i guess like you make those parallels but are we just going to forget about all the great players that happen in between and it's like what torch does lebron have you know it's like i guess lebron is like the face of the yeah, NBA right master. now but yeah. i'm sorry like you don't carry that weight in the NBA. You know, it's like if you're if you're three and six in the finals, I don't think you carry that weight in the NBA. uh like, let,
1: let, let's hold
0: up there. Don't disrespect. I'm just like, don't is he is he them. is he really passing a torch, or yes. or has his fire just kind of went between LeBron and KD and Steph and Kawhi? Yeah, but it's if you're passing, passing the tor- a torch,
2: no. But if you're passing the torch, you're not passing it to Zion. Like That's you can no. say,
0: like you can say that Michael Jordan passed the torch to Kobe right because it's like a mentality there you know there's so much semblance there it's like the the only torch that lebron is passing on to zion is bleacher report posting 20 highlights of him. you know in a given game
1: the reason i don't say lebron's passing up the torch to zion is just because they play two completely separate games and zion hasn't solidified himself as a lebron-esque superstar nope so it, it that's why i don't say he's passing the torch but it's still lebron's torch I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find that many people that wouldn't consider LeBron still the guy th- in the NBA. I think it would be KD's torch and if right, he and like, wasn't what happened,
0: hurt. What happened to all this like if, little KD? Talk. If he
2: wasn't hurt, I mean, what happened is the Warriors played him when he was injured. I mean I, like, touche. Like I I mean I always thought like Kate. I just think KD's better than LeBron, and, and that goes back to even when LeBron was in Cleveland, whatever. Um, but. I mean that's just my opinion, but you know since he got hurt, that again that that just that it puts just, LeBron you bring you know, with you, that it tour. just
0: it just feels like NBA media wants to crown Zion as like you know the next greatest thing we've ever seen so fast, and they also want to crown like LeBron as like the king of all kings. I mean, is it not? I mean, with that.
1: Let's let's be let's be realistic. I mean, even you brought up Jordan and Kobe. Jordan, when he passed the torch to Kobe, he was on the Wizards. They were better players in the NBA than Michael Jordan at the time. But it's almost like a okay, my fire is starting to die out.
0: Mm-hmm. Whose fire is starting to expand right but now? But it's that like you pass that winning mentality to another player who we can see has the same winning mentality. Yeah, and it's that's like why I don't play. say he
1: passes it to Zion because they're two very different guys. But. LeBron
0: still has a torch to pass. I'm saying, as as much as LeBron is like the singular star that the NBA wants him to be, he's kind of coexisted in this NBA environment with a lot of other really good players too. You know, I mean, because otherwise he wouldn't be three and six in the finals. Yeah, I'm but sorry. he's still
1: a transcendent NBA player. He is, he, but there's, he's the but most like, transcendent NBA player that the NBA has had since Kobe Bryant. Or like he's when you think about transcendent guys, Magic. Kobe, you just think of Jordan, yeah. LeBron, mm-hmm. like those guys are like the people who represent Steph. the NBA. Mm, Steph, you said it, not me. He changed the he, he changed, changed it like, but when I when it's all said and done, and people look back and say, "Man, these are the guys who really like owned an era." I, he, I and Steph, I, and I, and I he created in, an era. Let me say this. And I'm not the biggest I, Steph fan. I, l- I look at Steph as one of those guys, but I'm not sure if the general public does.
2: No, because he just gets hated on. Yeah, and
0: I'm, and I, 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 that's I don't what I'm really saying. like Steph that much. But like
1: but, universally, yeah. LeBron is viewed as one of those people. Yeah, and I, there's I not many people who are universally viewed like that. The Magics, the Kobe's, the Jordans, LeBron. And I think,
0: and I think this was on like the you know the Colin Cowherd show where it was like a graphic of LeBron passing the torch design with like the portrait of like Steph and KD and Derrick Rose in the background. Like we don't forget that. You know, KD and Steph beat them, beat LeBron more than, you know, like, I mean, he beat them 2 0 in the finals and yeah. then Dare Rose towards ACL that one time. I mean, I think it's just a lot of like narrative manufacturing here, which I'm is sure like. Sure,
1: it is, but like that's what
0: NBA, NBA yeah. entertainment is. I about. mean, it's a little tiring. It's almost like we just totally disregarded everything that's happened in this decade in the NBA. But, anyways, we could go on, but this will wrap up this episode of Hoop and Holler. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out this podcast and all of our podcasts on Spotify and Apple, as well as our written content on Medium and our video content on YouTube follow us on social media at sqr1 media that's all spelled out and julio martinez at at julio underscore martinez that's with two o's and two z's hey y'all should go follow me too reagan <laughs> underscore shameless love
1: us go dip <laughs> anyway thanks for listening